Good morning. Christ is risen. Welcome to Shepherd of the Lakes Lutheran Church for our worship today on what we call Good Shepherd Sunday. We especially see Jesus as our Good Shepherd in John chapter 10. And beginning with this fourth Sunday in the season of Easter, we slowly begin to pivot, to look away from the, the factual historical events of Christ's life and more to what does what do those facts mean for our lives today. Today we see that Christ is our shepherd and has brought us into his flock. The service is outlined for you in your worship folder. We'll begin with our opening hymn, number 150. <laughs>
continue on page 45. Please stand.
seated for the reading of God's Word. Our first reading for this fourth Sunday in the season of Easter comes from Acts chapter 20. We see that the word of grace brings us and preserves us in the sheepfold of Christ. Let us be on guard against those who would turn us aside from this word of grace. Paul speaks. Always keep watch over yourselves and over the whole flock in which the Holy Spirit has placed you as overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves, who will not spare the flock, will come in among you. Even if, even from your own group, men will rise up, twisting the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, be always on the alert. Remember that for three years, night and day, I never stopped warning each one of you with tears. And now I entrust you to God and to the word of his grace, which has power to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with our psalm for today, Psalm 23, as found on page 72.
Our second reading from 1 John chapter 3. The Good Shepherd's Sheep, the Children of God. John writes, See the kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The world does not know us because it did not know Him. Dear friends, we are children of God now, but what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when He is revealed, we will be like Him, and we will see Him as He really is. Our theme verse is printed for you there. Alleluia, alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. I am the Good Shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Alleluia. Please rise for the reading of the Gospel. Our Gospel reading from John chapter 10. Jesus speaks. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired man who is not a shepherd does not own the sheep. He sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep, and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. Because he works for money, he does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I also have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This is the commission I received from my Father. This is the word of our God. We continue with our confession of faith as printed for you there. I believe that I cannot, by my own thinking or choosing, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to Him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the Gospel, enlightened me with His gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way He calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian Church on earth, and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and fully forgives all sins to me and all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead, and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. You may be seated for our next hymn, number 365.
Dear fellow redeemed, we will consider briefly our reading from 1 John chapter 3. That familiar psalm, a beautiful musical setting of which we just sang, begins with those comforting words that we know so well, words that no doubt have braced you during times of your own personal distress and worry. The words of King David, who is confident, confident in God's goodness, despite despite his own wretchedness, and despite all of the wrath and the trouble that he had brought upon himself. King David, the one who was entrusted with shepherding the nation of Israel, the shepherd king of Israel, who was kind of the foreshadowing, the prototype of Jesus Christ, his own descendant, King David said this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And he goes on to explain what that looks like and what that sounds like and what it really means to be one of the good shepherd's sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And Jesus, the good shepherd, who came in fulfillment of that prophecy and so many more, you might recall in John in Matthew chapter 10, sent out his disciples with the word. I send you out as sheep among wolves. Therefore be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. And we begin to wonder, because that, that phrase of Jesus, that sentence of Jesus right there, begins to crack the door open just a little bit to the wonder. What does our good shepherd's shepherding really look like? Because if you take a deep breath and think back, or just hang on a minute and we'll unpack what John has to say, it might look like the good shepherd's shepherding isn't very much shepherding at all. I send you out as sheep among wolves. And Jesus says, whoever listens to my voice follows me, and I will be their shepherd. But we begin to wonder. We begin to wonder... Is the good shepherd really as good as he says he is? Because sending us out as sheep among wolves doesn't sound very appealing. And the way John puts it, the world does not know us because it did not know him. And you begin to put a face on some of the wolves that Jesus had warred against and put some, some color into the picture of all the distractions and temptations and dangers to the Christian life. And the wonder, what does good shepherding really look like? Sheep among wolves? A Jesus who ascended into heaven and isn't here visibly? The world does not know us because it did not know him. The world that John speaks about under the control of sin and the devil, hated and rejected Jesus. And because the world hated and rejected Jesus, it hates and rejects everything that Jesus has to say, including the Word of God. And don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't fall into, into the trap that you know Neville Chamberlain, the Prime Minister of Britain, fell into, that if we just give Hitler what he wants, then he'll leave us alone. Because the temptation, 
when faced with a wolf. Well, we'll just give him a little bit of what he wants, and we'll leave, he'll leave the rest of us alone. The world circles like a wolf, with its accusations, with its, with its threats, some of them just threatening our livelihoods, some of them threatening our very lives, some of them threatening the faith that we hold dear, some of them, even most prominently, some of them threatening to silence any Christian witness. Take, for instance, the most recent headline out of one of the 50 states in our union, out of California, that basically, well, it hasn't passed their, their upper house yet, and it hasn't been signed into law yet, but in effect, what it would do would to say, dear Christian, you can have your Bible if you want, but don't talk about these chapters, and don't preach about these chapters, and don't say anything about this list of sins. The exact details don't matter, <laughs> because the principle is the same. The world circles and says, we'll let you worship. We'll let you gather together. You can still have your faith. Just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself and don't bother us. And that sounds so nice and easy. We should say, well, yeah, there you go. Just leave us alone and let us do our thing. Besides, you can't touch the faith in my heart. And what happens in our church is, is where the Christianity really happens. I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. And we begin to wonder. David, I, I get what you're saying when you say, The Lord is my shepherd, but I shall not be in want. could really use you to, to come down with fire and thunder like Isaiah said. Oh, that the Lord would tear the heavens open and come down and set things straight. Would set things straight and, and, and bless our Christian witness so that our children and grandchildren and generations yet unborn would be able to hear the word of God. The temptation. The sheep hear the growling and think, well, if we just give them this little bit, they'll leave the rest of it alone. I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. And where is the shepherd? Perhaps it's your own personal doubt and worry. Perhaps it's, it's wondering and looking at your life and saying, well, if God really did love me, and if he really was my good shepherd, if he really was, then why did X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, happen? Why does it seem that the Christians are the ones who have to work so hard with so little to show for it, that the Christians who, lifelong Christians and very faithful, are the ones who get subjected to disease. Why does it seem that so much of our effort is like spinning the wheels and waiting for the Good Shepherd to show up? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. I shall not be in want. And there's a little voice that says, Yeah, right. He is. I mean, he is. I get that. But I know what I'm lacking. And I know what I'm missing out on. And maybe there is something more that our good shepherd could provide if he is as good as he says he is, correct? Jesus says, I send you out as sheep among wolves. That he is the good shepherd. That the hired hand 
runs away at the, the sight of the wolves, but he is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. And we begin to wonder, what does good shepherding really look like? Does it look like the world around us? The doubts within us? The experience of our own past? The wonders about tomorrow? Because you see, the good shepherd has provided shepherds for his flock, under shepherds, as Paul writes to Timothy, and at the same time, and at the same time, even even though we are in this beautifully prosperous country, at the same time, we don't have enough. And you and I know that all too well, right? Where the under shepherds kind of get moved around by the Lord of the church, and we begin to wonder, Lord. Where's the good shepherding? We get a pastor for a while, and then he takes a call somewhere else. And you can just wonder about that. All the details, I'll leave that up to you. But you think, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want, I shall lack nothing. He sends us out as sheep among wolves, and he, he brings in faithful Shepherds who would shepherd the flock as though shepherding as Christ himself, who proclaim the word of God as proclaiming the voice of the good shepherd. And then the good shepherd says, okay, time to, time to leave this flock with a vacancy pastor for a while. Thank God for that. For faithful men who would still stand in the gap and shepherd the flock. But Pastor Hagen, Pastor Hagen, you know, we've been around for about 40 years, and the average pastor here is what? Four years, six years, eight years, give or take? It's right around six and a half. Where's the good shepherd that we've had so many different pastors in such a short time? Back in St. Paul in Ottawa, Pastor Fotenhar was there for 45 years. Oh my goodness. He was there for nearly his entire career. <coughs> And compared to that, looking at this, we might begin to wonder, I understand that Jesus is our good shepherd, and he says we will lack no good thing, that we will lack nothing, that he will provide what, what we need. And Lord, this is what we need. A pastor. Where is the good shepherd? When it seems like the under-shepherds of the Lord shuffle along to another flock to try and gather that one together long enough to move on to another flock. Because the Lord who said, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, is the same Lord who said the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few, and always will be. But the person in the pew, you and me, who, who are invested in the congregation and the community and the church and the people that we love, we wonder. Good shepherd... I believe you, I trust you in that. But with the wolves that are circling, the doubts that are attacking, the wonders that pester our minds, and the worries about tomorrow, what does good shepherding really look like? Well, it looks like Jesus. It looks like Jesus who, i got to be honest, who isn't just some body of teachings to, to memorize and digest and hold on to and make sure that we can fill it all correctly on a, on a test. As though our Christianity is merely some, some test that we need to retain the facts of so that we retain the faith that we have. 
yeah, that's part of it. Because faith is communicated in words. And doctrines teach what God has done. And at the same time, the ascended and risen Lord Jesus is the one who is active. And maybe that's the part that falls off the back of our minds oh so quickly. The way Jesus puts it. I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. The one who laid down his life and who took it up again with the authority and the mission and the commission that God had given to him is the same good shepherd who is shepherding his church today just as much as he was when he was walking here visibly. The same Jesus who is active in his word and sacrament and active among his Christians when we gather together to sing for worship. And the songs that we worship as, as Jesus shepherds this one flock that is perfectly united in faith that we call the invisible, Christ, the invisible church or the holy Christian church. As we raise our voices to sing, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. It's echoed by the other half of the church, the church triumphant, with their song, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain. As Jesus shepherds his flock, he says to you and to me, dear friends, do you see your risen Lord? Yes, we, 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 we see the pastor that we have and the pastor that we don't have. We see the worries that we know and the wonders about tomorrow. We see the attacks from outside and the, the false doctrine that would also quickly spring up from within. But do we see our risen Lord? who appeared in that gathering of his disciples on that Sunday morning and again the next week with hands inside and in a physical body. Because that's the whole point that John is driving at. That you and I will be raised from the dead just as Jesus was raised from the dead. And we will see him as he is because we will be as he is, not God, but holy and glorified and raised to stand before the Good Shepherd forever as his purified lambs. And the Jesus that we serve today is the exact same Jesus who said, Do you have anything here to eat? Give me a piece of broiled fish. Here, touch my hands, touch my side. And his promise is that we who are in this visible flock here on earth as the wolves seem to be circling ever closer and trying to find a back door into the sheep pen, we are no less shepherded by the good shepherd as Peter, Andrew, James, and John. That's kind of what Paul had talked about as well in Acts chapter 20 there. As he is saying goodbye to that church that he had served for three years, he says, keep watching on yourselves and cling to the word of God. Because your good shepherd will continue shepherding you. And John, John just adds to the picture when he, says, when he says this. See the kind of love that the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Kind of more abrupt than that. That we should be called children of God, and we are. Even though, even though your heart may not feel like it today, and even though your perception of the world may, may make you wonder about it, are we really the children of God if God allows, permits, and sends, or even takes away? John says we are. 
The world does not know us because it did not know him. The good shepherd laid down his life and took it up again to save his flock from the wolves. And that good shepherd says, follow me and stay close to me and you'll be all right. Dear friends, we are the children of God now, but what we will be has not been revealed yet. That we will be raised from the dead with a glorified body, completely united visibly, in the same way that we are completely united invisibly now in this fellowship of faith. And so he says, dear friends, I realize, I realize that life as this, this flock in the middle of wolves is difficult. And so you need something a little bit more tangible. And so, yes, Jesus gave the sacraments, holy baptism and holy communion. To say, here's the, the water that has washed you. Here's the body and blood of the Savior who has sacrificed himself for you. But then on top of that, he says, dear Christians, look around. The tangible love of Christ expressed by your fellow Christians joining together with you to say, look at our Savior, look at our Good Shepherd, the one who cares about us. We are called children of God. The plural. You, me, us, the people sitting next to you. Children of God, together. Members of the same flock and shepherded by the same Good Shepherd. So what shall we do? Thank you, Lord, for your shepherding. For the one good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep, and for continuing to provide shepherds to shepherd your flock, both now and in the days to come. And thank you. Thank you for every single opportunity, every single peak of joy and valley of unhappiness in my life. Thank you for being my good shepherd in all of those places, for reassuring me with your word, for staying with me and guarding and protecting me from, from the dangers of the world, from the anxiety and temptation of the heart, from the worries about tomorrow. What does good shepherding look like? Well, it looks like the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep, who still shepherds his flock today just as much as, and even more so, than when he was walking the earth visibly, who is still just as present in word and sacrament today as he was in that upper room, and who still, and who still provides faithful men to serve as under-shepherds of the Good Shepherd. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I invite you to turn to page 48 in the very front portion of your red hymnal as we will join together in singing the Te Deum as printed there.
be seated as we worship the Lord with our offering. Please note that when the offering is brought forward, we'll join in hymn 485, verse 1.
Please rise for our closing prayer. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, you have brought us safely to this new day. Defend us with your mighty power and grant that this day we neither fall into sin nor run into any kind of danger. And in all we do, direct us to what is right in your sight, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Once again, special welcome to the guests worshiping with us today. There are two brief 
notes um, for PBM today. Probably should be short. I always say that, and I'm always wrong. Um, and we've got some sign up at the back lectern there um, for three different things, so make sure to check that out. And the one that I neglected to include, but I included in the email, is that our final Sunday here has been updated to May 20th, the Sunday after uh, Mother's Day weekend. God bless your day. Jerusalem, the Thanks for listening to Green Pastures with Jesus, the audio home of Shepherd of the Lakes Lutheran Church of Fairmont, Minnesota. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our website, www.shepherdofthelakes.net. Pass that along to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archives section at our website for previous podcasts. You can find us 9.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at 323 East 1st Street in Fairmont, just up the hill from Richard's Towing. Any questions, contact me, Pastor Hagen, 507-236-9572. God bless your day. What bliss beyond compare?